0: The IRS is increasing interest rates to the highest it's been in 16 years. It's been 16 years! So, I thought this is a good opportunity to um, tell you what the interest rate's going to be. You know if you saw the thumbnail. And um, explain how IRS interest rates work in general. How does the IRS set these interest rates? Does it kind of just say, oh, interest rates are going up. Let's bump it another percent. Now it's actually uh, in the law, in the tax code, how the IRS determines its its interest rates. Uh, But let's go over the IRS announcement real quick uh, before I actually get into all the the law and stuff on how IRS interest rates are calculated. So interest rates increase for the fourth quarter, 2023. Uh, The IRS today announced that interest rates will increase for the calendar quarter beginning October 1st, 2023. Um, IRS interest rates are determined quarterly, Right, so each quarter of the year, Q1 is January through March, right? Q2 is April through June, Q3 is July uh, through uh, September, and Q4 is October through December. Each one of those uh, periods has a different interest rate, right? That you're charged on your IRS debt. Okay, just just FYI, um, there's different interest rates for different kind of um, debt, but the one I, I assume that most folks watching this video uh, is interested in is the IRS uh, interest rates. On uh, individuals, right, and the IRS rate on individuals for both overpayments and underpayments. Um, overpayment is if the IRS owes you money. Underpayments is if you owe the IRS money uh, is the same, right? And it's going to increase from seven percent uh, to eight percent in um, in Q. For 2023, um, so yeah, and I, I bet many of you are wondering about. Wait, the IRS can pay me interest? Yes, uh, I'm, I will go over that at the very end of this video. But now, what I want to talk about um, is how the IRS actually um, calculates uh, your interest. Oh, before before you that though, here is um, kind of uh, on the Department of Labor, they have a um, a table of all the IRS interest rates going back to like 1990, and the this is the uh, the individual underpayment rates. Um, this is the, the the large corporate underpayment rate. So it, it's really this first column that that you're interested in uh, if you're an individual. And as you can see, yeah, back in the early '90s, it was like you know 11. Then it kind of got lower. But the last time it was eight percent um, was back in Q4 2007, which was um, 16 years ago. So just FY because as we all know, interest rates were just shockingly low um, th- throughout the uh, the second decade of the 21st century, and that includes IRS interest rate. So how does the IRS um, actually determine <coughs> its, uh, its interest rates? Well, um, it's in the tax code. Section 6621 Determination of Rate of Interest tells you uh, how it's calculated. Um, but before you um, understand how IRS, the IRS interest rate is calculated, you have to understand the short-term rate. Okay, because in a nutshell, the IRS interest rate for individuals for overpayments and underpayments is the federal short-term rate, and I'm going to talk about what that is, plus three percent. Okay, so uh, the IRS has determined that the federal short-term rate is five percent. So it adds three percent to that. That makes eight percent. Okay, so the question, of course, is what what the heck is the federal short-term rate? Right, And you can, you can kind of see this here, that the overpayment rate established under the section shall be the sum of the federal short-term rate, okay, plus three percentage points. And it's, it's different if it's a, if it's a corporation, uh, but we're just talking about individuals here. And then underpayment as well, right? Um, <clears throat> the underpayment rate established under the section shall be the sum of the federal short-term rate, okay, plus three percentage points. And that defines the federal short-term rate, okay? And it refers to section uh, 1274d of the tax code. Um, And where do we go here? I think we have to go to d (coughs) 1274d. Uh, Let's see here. Here we go. Uh, It says the federal short-term rate. Okay. The federal short term rate shall be the rate determined by the secretary based on the average market yield during any one month period pl- selected by the secretary and ending in the calendar month in which the determinis- determination is made on outstanding marketable obligations of the United States with remaining periods of maturity of three years or less. So, the federal short term rate for any given month is basically the average yield of U.S. securities, right, like T bills, with remaining periods of maturity not more than three years. Okay. And so, what the IRS. What the IRS does does is it calculates the federal short-term rate for the month that is three months prior to uh, the first month of the quarter for, for which it is determining the interest rate, it determines uh, that rate right for that month, and then it adds three points uh, to that rate. So for Q4 2023, the IRS looks back three months previous Okay, so September, August, July to July two thousand and twenty-three determines what is the federal short-term rate for that month. Okay, according uh, to to this section of the tax code here, right, and then it adds and then it adds three percentage points to that, and that becomes the interest rate for the quarter beginning October first, two thousand and twenty-three, Q four, two thousand and twenty-three. Okay. Oh, and uh, under sixty-six twenty-one B three. Uh the rate is rounded to the nearest full percent. Okay. Um so you're not gonna get like wonky uh you know, 'cause the federal short term rate by by that math, right, is probably not gonna be around uh you know around percent. But you'll notice all the IRS rates are these very round percentages, right? So uh they're rounded to the nearest uh full percent. Right, and so last Friday, well at least last Friday as of as of the time I'm recording this video, this video I might might publish later. Uh, the IRS kind of mapped this all out in this revenue ruling. This is an advanced version of this revenue ruling, 2023 17. You go down here, right, and it says that, right, the federal short term rate uh, during July 2023, uh, let's see, round, rounded to the nearest full percent, right, during the month of July 2023 is 5%. Okay. This doesn't, doesn't show you all the math, but that's just what they determined. Accordingly, an overpayment rate of eight percent and an underpayment rate of eight percent are established for the calendar quarter uh, beginning October first, twenty twenty-three. Okay, and then it talks about the the corporate rates, which is you know you're probably not not too interested in. Um, so that's how IRS interest is interest rate is 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 calculated. Um, I do want to talk about let's see what should I talk about now? So first, I'm going to talk about. Uh, can you get your IRS interest abated, right? Because um, we talked about penalty abatement a lot on the channel, but what about interest abatement? Then I'm going to talk about, you know, when the IRS pays you interest, okay? So, um, IRS interest abatement. It's it's very rare, much more rare than penalty abatement. Now, I will say that the IRS will abate interest on penalties if you get those penalties removed, Okay, interest accrues on penalties just like it accrues on taxes, and if you su- successfully get uh, a penalty abated, the IRS will abate the interest that went along with that penalty as well. Um, if you, if your liability, let, let let's say the IRS files files an SFR for you, right, and assesses this huge, ginormous amount of tax, but then you filed an original return for the year, your actual tax liability is lower, the IRS will adjust the penalties and interest on. Um, on whatever it over kind of over um, charged you, or the the te- it will abate both the penalties and interest to the extent that its original assessment was overstated, right, of your liability. Um, there's and there's some other fact patterns too in which you can get interest um, abated, and those other reasons basically have to do with the IRS making a mistake. Okay, so or if the IRS Uh, Being unreasonably delayed in in the processing of, you know, say a payment or something like that. Okay, basically the IRS had to make a mistake, and then you can argue based on that that uh, any interest that accrued on your account attributable to that mistake by the IRS should be abated. Okay, but it's very narrow circumstances under which interest can be abated. Penalties, you got first time abatement, you got reasonable cause. Right for penalty abatement, which is much more broader than kind of these reasonable causes for um, IRS interest abatement, which is very limited to just very specific circumstances. Okay, so much easier to get penalties abated than interest abated. Um, I would I would probably say in the majority of for the majority of our clients, maybe not the majority, but a, a strong minority of our clients, maybe even a majority. I don't know. I'd have to look. We we are able to get some penalties abated. And the interest that goes along with those penalties. But it's been only a handful of cases in my career that we've been able uh, to get interest abated. And we generally had to prove that the interest accrual, at least the portion that we're looking to get abated, was attributable to an IRS error. All right, now let's talk about uh, when the IRS pays you interest, because that's fun, right? Uh, But in case you're wondering, uh, before I kind of get into the rules of when the IRS pays interest, yes, the IRS will send you a 1099 uh, for the interest it pays you, right? So here's a 1099 that, um, from the IRS that my wife and I got um, for interest uh, for the 2019 tax year. They paid us $143.50, I don't, man, I, sh- I should've prepared for this, I don't actually remember why they paid us interest, but they did, and um, yeah, and you can see that they send you a, a 1099. Right there, Form 1099. So, yeah, the IRS, uh, you know, it pays you interest, but um, you have to pay tax on that interest, just like any other interest you received, except for certain forms of tax exempt interest, like interest on muni bonds. All right, now let's get into when the IRS would send you, uh, pay you interest. All right, and the IRS uh, answers this pretty plainly on its uh, irs.gov slash payments slash interest page. And gosh, why did I? There we go. So it, it answers it pretty plainly here. When does the IRS uh, pay interest, right? So, because um, you, you might be thinking to yourself, well, you know, I file tax returns, but I don't get my uh, my uh, my refund for weeks later. Uh, you know, shouldn't it have it have paid me interest during that period? Well, no, because the IRS gives themselves uh, an administrative time typically 45 days uh, to issue your refund without paying interest on it right um, but then these bullet but then uh, okay so when does the interest actually start and you have to take into account this 45 days it, it's the it's the, the later of these dates okay the later of the tax return filing due date or the late filed tax return received date okay so if you file your tax return late let's so see you file your tax return years late or something like that the IRS isn't going to start calculating interest from in the day the return was due. It's going to start calculating from the day um, you actually filed your return, assuming you owed a refund, um, plus 45 days, right, for that administrative time that the IRS gives themselves. Uh, date, we get your return in a format we can process, right? So maybe you filed your return at an earlier date, but it wasn't in a format the IRS could could process. Maybe it was um, illegible or, or something like this. Um, or later of the date payment was made. This is pretty rare because usually you usually you would have made a payment for the year. Um, your payments for the year before you file your return, right? If you're if you're if you're owed a refund, you know you get your withholding taken out this year. Then you file your return next year, right? But theoretically, if you had made payments resulting in a refund after you filed your return and I don't know why you would do that because you know how much you owe why did why did you pay more than you owe if you were to pay your tax after you actually file your return I don't know but it could happen um, so yeah um, so so I mean in most cases it, it's going to be um, if, the, if you're owed a refund on a return and it, the IRS takes longer than 45 days to issue you that refund, then you could be looking at um, some some interest, right, on your uh, on your on that refund. All right, folks, um, I think that's that's it. Thanks for visiting my little masterclass on on IRS interest. I hope you learned uh, a thing or two. Uh, maybe you can go to some some parties this holiday season and uh, impress everybody with your your knowledge of how. The IRS interest rates are calculated. That's, that's pretty awesome, guys. Um, I have some other tax relief videos here on the left hand side of your screen. If you have a tax problem on file tax returns, lots of back taxes to the IRS or your state, check us out. Choice Tax Relief, choicetaxrelief.com. Give us a call, 866 8000 Tax. That's 866 8000 829. Or like I said, you can visit us at choicetaxrelief.com. Fill out the form or click the link to a free consultation uh, to, uh, to talk to us. All right, folks, thanks so much for watching. I'll see you in the next video. Bye bye.